This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, July 13th, 2022, AW Dynamite Fighter Fest night one of four this year, week one of two, if you want to call it that, just wrapped up. I'm Tanner Lee. Across from me on the computer is the good friend of the podcast, the former KOP predictions champ, Austin Shepard. Shep, thanks for joining me again tonight. Former, soon to be two-time. Yeah, I you know, I was thinking about this right before we started recording. Our current KOP predictions champ, Paul Moose Zartman, has missed the last two weeks. <laughs> and on Dynamite, we get two brand new champions in two weeks. Coincidence? I don't think so. He's busy. He's a busy man. He is a busy man. I I will give him that, but uh I hope he's been studying because uh I do like your thought. I do like your thought. Thank you. Uh, hope he's been studying because uh, that Reign of Honor pay-per-view is coming fast uh, next week. And I have my thoughts on the card later on. I'm still wondering when we're going to get the uh, world championship uh, title match announced. It's but. coming fast, but the card's really shaping together. And I, we got another good one tonight, which I figured we would get, I think, a week or two ago. Um, especially after Blood and Guts. I figured we'd get this one, so... Yeah, card's shaping up nicely. It is, it is, and we should know what's at stake for the heavyweight championship, the RH heavyweight championship after Friday night's Rampage, which Rampage is pretty stacked this week for a Rampage. Rampage almost is more stacked than I thought Dynamite was. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Dynamite was pretty stacked tonight. Rampage stacked Friday. Next week's Dynamite's already stacked, so Tony's just giving us what we want, and he's uh, uh, we're, pr- we're pretty lucky, pretty lucky. Pretty spoiled, as you like to say. There you go. Yeah, I think we are pretty spoiled. Well, talk about being spoiled. I mean, we kicked off tonight with a, the TNT Championship. Wardlow's first defense as TNT champion against Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy comes out first, gets the big pop from the crowd. Then Ward, Wardlow gets a good pop. Uh, some uh, camera snafus early on, though. Some camera cuts that are not, not going according to plan. Yeah, they weren't on the same page. <laughs> Kind of, kind of even got me as a viewer confused. Like, wait a minute. Are we supposed to see something else right now? But, yeah, just a little mix-up. It got got me confused, too. And then uh, when they cut to Justin Roberts, I'm like, okay, that's definitely not supposed to happen. 
What what a suit by Justin Roberts tonight, though, huh? Looking good. Looking yeah. good. And the guy's a stylish dude. La Flama Blanca. The old, <laughs> the old Kenny Powers. White light. Oh, I missed these bounding down. The white flame, baby. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I guess uh, we get sidetracked really easily. You know that. Oh, we do. That That's why we have fun on this podcast. And, uh, Warlow, Warlow uh, wasn't playing around tonight. He ripped the pockets off Orange Cassidy. That's a first. I've never seen that happen. Uh, Orange Cassidy's messed with Warlow's straps during this match. We see Dan Housen appear. He thought about cursing Warlow for about a second and then thought, eh, I better not do this. Uh, that was a pretty good spot. Uh, and Orange Cassidy gave Warlow everything he wanted. I mean, hit him with the orange punch, hit him with the uh, beach break, hit him with Slumdog Millionaire, hit him with everything he had, just wasn't enough. So Warlow ended up defending his title in his first defense um, as he caught Orange Cassidy going for an orange punch, and uh, he hit a powerbomb to retain. But after the match, Warlow picked up Cassidy. The two of them showed respect for each other. So once again, Cassidy doesn't get gold, but he doesn't get buried in the process or anything either. Yeah, you know, I thought after Forbidden Door uh, in his match, throwing him right into this match, like, man, you know he's not going to win. Right. You know, it's too soon for Warload because, you know, the next person to take the title off him means he's going to get a major title run. Right. Um, but, you know what, if, if you could have a match where you lose – but don't get buried. I think maybe tonight maybe was the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made him look good. Made him look strong. Um, the Dan Housen part was just pure entertainment. <laughs> it was. He is. He's great. Great. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't smile, um, then that's on you. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't smile, why are you watching uh, pro wrestling? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it was one of those so entertaining. I- this was the best case scenario for Warload and Orange Cassidy um, that could have happened on live television. Um, I'm going to say this probably two other times tonight, but this match was maybe darn near pay-per-view quality. Yeah. not Maybe not there, but it was really darn close. There's two other matches that stick out that we should have paid for tonight, um, but we didn't. And I'm digging the sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah, like you said, spoiled. We are spoiled, and and, and we're just becoming used to it. Um, I, I like. I'm really digging the TNT title matches kicking off Dynamite. I dig that. I do. Um, and I don't want to. I don't want to wear this out. But eventually, can we go to an open challenge and surprise appearance? Yeah, I know that was in another company that was kind of big for a while. But if you do an open challenge and with the plethora of talent Tony Khan can put his hands on mm-hmm. that could be that could be something special than than the other company well I go back to the Daly's Place pandemic era and that's what made that title for me was Cody Rhodes doing the open challenge that's how we got Eddie Kingston that's how we got Ricky Starks um uh Warhorse I know he didn't get signed but he came he came Came in against Cody. I mean, we got a lot of talent we wouldn't normally see. So I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can bring that back now uh, because COVID era is hopefully done. Yes, you, you can bring guys from from overseas and, and other mm-hmm. countries, um, other territories, yeah. and really make that very interesting. And 
give people on national television some fresh faces to look at that we haven't seen. Right. I mean, that's how we uh, learn and educate ourselves as pro wrestling fans. Yeah. Become to, uh, you know, learn new talents and everything. Um, speaking of Warlow, though, who would you like to see him? I know we're a little ways out from All Out, even though it's coming up faster than than uh, I think Tony planned because tonight they finally announced where it's going to be, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But who would you like to see him face? What 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 feud would you like to see him get into for the to re, to defend his TNT title? Um, going on a pay per view like that, I think look at a guy like Claudio. Mm. You know that'd be fun. You know let's uh, let's elevate that guy. Um, Sammy's always there, but uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, at, at some point in time, we gotta we gotta push Sammy to main event and the, instead of. Uh, TNT. Well, right now he's lost in a faction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's there. Um, they have been on TV in two weeks. Yeah, I which mean, I like, which I like, because the big bump bump he took out blood and guts. I mean, he keeping him off right. TV for a little bit. Um, man, there's so, there's so many options. There's there's guys from New Japan that could could come mm-hmm. over and and make a run. So, how about Powerhouse Hobbs against Wardlow? Yeah. Yeah, big guy versus big guy. I, I, thought, good tonight. I know we'll get into it later, but I thought Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee just oh, phew. they tore it down tonight. Yeah, they yeah, did. Um, so yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of options. Um, hopefully, we do. You, do you think we're only going to get a summer of Warload before he goes? Or do we get a little longer? Do you do you play it out a little longer for him? I think he played out a little longer. I think he played till at least full gear in in November. Yeah, G- give him give us almost almost a year of him. Um, let him drop the title and then give us three to four months to build him up against mm-hmm. a world title shot. Yep. And and if you really want to drag it out, build him up, make him lose. Making making crawl back. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. I they've they've built him up correctly so far. So that's uh, one guy I'm really confident they won't screw up. So. But it's pro wrestling, Tanner. <laughs> it's pro wrestling. That's that's a good point. It, that's a good as point. much as we like Tony Khan. As, up. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point. So thanks for keeping me grounded there. <laughs> we then hear from a guy who likes to change his character up. Every few months, that's Chris Jericho, the wizard. Chris Jericho, no, no pain maker, the pain maker, as he Afterward. is going to be next next yeah. week in the uh, barbed wire everywhere shark cage over the rain match. That's <laughs> more stipulations than I think Excalibur even knows how to read. But basically, he came out, cut a promo on Eddie Kingston, uh, called out Kingston, uh, said uh, Kings is confused but isn't a liar, and he adds that being friends with Eddie is worse than any curse Dan Housing could muster. He ran down some of uh, Eddie's friends, such as Ortiz and Santana, that are missing. Uh, Jericho says he took out Brian Danielson. We don't know when he's going to be back. Then he says Ruby Soho has a mangled hand because she is Eddie's Ruby. He says Eddie is a mark for people like Sabu and Terry Funk as he questions how many barbed wire matches Kinks has actually had. As Jericho mentions, he won the first ever barbed wire match in Canadian wrestling history when at the young age of 22. Um, 
He says he felt pressure in that and claims to be just as sadistic as Eddie Kingston, but Eddie overestimates that, but it won't be possible next week. That's because Kingston is not facing Jericho. He's facing the pain maker, as you referenced. He says that uh, he says this match is the end for them, and after Eddie can cover everything up with excuses, but the trust is he just won't be at his level. He says the only thing that can wash away his sins is Kingston's blood. If he wants that, he's got it because Kingston isn't a liar. He's a loser. I thought it was a good promo by Jericho. Maybe a tad bit too long. I, that's how I feel about a lot of Jericho's promos. I mean, when he's serious and not messing around, he's still one of the best on the mic and all of press, press, professional wrestling. But his promos do go a little lengthy for my liking. Yeah, I I do like bringing up Sabu, Terry Funk. Yes, because we've seen we've seen uh, Eddie wear some Terry Funk T-shirts in the past. Um, I'm a huge Terry Funk fan, and I watch his stuff back from the territory days at WCW. To when he was a fifty-some-year-old guy putting ECW on his back and and doing just stupid stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge Terry Young fan, uh, Terry Funk fan. So I, I love that he he brought that in um, to the Kingston promo, um, and it was good. It's Jericho. We know he can talk. Um, on the flip side, the Kingston quick and sweet. Yep, short and sweet, I should say. Promo, I was a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much was shown backstage, said uh, Jericho's going to pay with every ounce of his blood, and he will see him at the barbed wire every everywhere match. Yep, and we saw Sobo or Soho back there with a an arm brace on or or whatever. So um, I like that. I like that she could be part of the uh, combat club. I really do. Yeah, I think she would fit in really well with those with those guys um, and. Regal, Regal's Regal worked with her back in NXT, so you know he he's he's got a feel for her. So that that could be a nice touch for those guys. That's a good point. Um, I'm really looking forward to this Kingston and Jericho match next week. I I think one thing AW does really well is they put exclamation points on the end of their feuds. I, I'm excited for it as long as it doesn't get too gimmicky, meaning right. the guys suspended above the shark cages and all that stuff. But if those guys literally go out and beat the living tar out of each other, throw each other through barbed wire from any other angle, okay. Yep. It, it might be similar to when Jericho faced Nick Gage last year, and um, that was one I told all the listeners and viewers of KLP to make sure to put the children to bed before that one started because it gets yeah, a little gruesome. And, and when I saw the whole Nick Gage thing, I'm like, man, no way Jericho could live up to a Nick Gage match. But he was pretty darn close. He definitely only got 15 to 18 minutes during that match, and Nick Gage normally gets 30. Um, but the light tubes, the glass pane, I mean. Yep. I mean, for what you can do yeah. on national television. Yeah. They did. That, that has to be one of the most extreme matches ever televised on cable TV. And it'll unfortunately probably always be remembered for the uh, pizza cutter during the picture picture Domino's. Domino's, what a great! I don't, I don't think they've been back as a sponsor since. No, no, they, I'm pretty sure they haven't. But that was a bad time. You know what? They should have capitalized all. They should have. They, they should have. They should have hired Nick Gage as yep. to do a commercial. Yep. 
instead of the New Jersey chicken guy that we all saw. But that's all another thing. That is, that is. But you were speaking of Regal, speaking, or you were talking about Regal, and speaking of Regal, he was out on the commentary desk for this next match, which was John Moxley, the interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And this was a eliminator match for that title against um, Konoshke, uh Tokashi, um Takashka, Takashka, I got it right this week. Takashka, yeah. I want to say Takashita, but it's Takashka. <laughs> this guy can go. I mean, this guy's—he—he yeah. he went last week with Kingston on Rampage. That's why Moxley wanted this match. I mean, he isn't winning a lot of these matches, but the Duke can flat go, and Regal put him over on commentary tonight. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, um, Moxley put him over too. Yes, he did. Um, that was there were some stiff, stiff shots in that match, mm-hmm. um, and I liked it. I and I, I want to say going up to this, I'm going. There's no way in heck that triple threat match tonight could swerve me from matching tonight. But man, I'm still on the fence. And mm-hmm. and, and when it goes to wrestler of the night, Takashi was right up top until we got the main event, and we'll get to that later. But I mean. Again, this is this is one of that match I said five minutes into it, we should be paying for this darn match. Yeah. I mean this I mean this kid delivers every time he's in the ring. We saw Moxie get split open. Um uh nasty apron apron spot. Um, you know, the hardest part of the ring, as they say. Um i I mean he, he just impressed me tonight. Frog splash, he pulled the frog splash. Um what else do we have? Uh, Might have not been the best frog splash of the night. No, there wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> uh, he had a blue thunder bomb at one point. Um, Moxley's going for the Death Rider or, or the Paradigm Shift, I should call it. It's Paradigm Shift in America. Um, but he, uh, uh, Takashka reversed it with a rolling elbow and then a German suplex, which was, I thought for a second it was going to be a botched three call. It was really close, wasn't it? It was really close. <laughs> It was really close, but Moxley hit several headbutts at the end and then connected with the paradigm shift uh, and then a bulldog choke for the victory, which that's really become a staple of his uh, for finishing matches. I was kind of like him going away from his paradigm shift to that, mm-hmm. just to give him a little something different. And it doesn't really bury the guy who loses. Like last week, Brody King passed out. You know, right. I mean, a lot of times the guys are passing out. They're not giving up and tapping out. So, yeah, it's a it's a good way to protect all involved. But a very good match. I thought it was going to be good and it even exceeded my expectations. We then got a video package for the House of Black talking to Darby Allen. Brody Keane says he doesn't need praise, and he is getting his by taking Darby's. Those two will meet up next week on Dynamite for a Fighter Fest Week 2. Which yeah, we had uh, uh, at a fan event this week. Uh, Brody put Darby through a table out of nowhere. He didn't hold anything back from that powerbomb either. No, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> um, man, I like Brody a lot. I like Darby a lot, but there's some point in time where size comes into play, right? And you you just know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Darby's going to get some offense in, but, I mean, I don't know. I just doesn't want to make me sit down with a bag of popcorn and a root beer and make sure I watch this match. Now, would it if I told you that Malachi and Steen are going to get involved? 
Okay. A little, little more. A little more. A little more. A little different. Yeah. I just hope we see Buddy Matthews. I don't know if he's healthy or not yet. So we, have, we haven't seen him in a while. No, I think he's a little banged up. But who isn't on this roster? That's true. Uh, Christian Cage then comes out with Luchasaurus and he mocks Brian Pillman Jr.'s haircut because the Varsity Blondes are in the ring, which I kind of forgot about them. We haven't seen them since uh, Julia Hart turned her back on them and joined the House of Black. He mocks Pillman's haircut and says he, he had a father like Jungle Boy, but he was a legend in this business. However, Cage claims that Brian Pillman Sr. was average at best, but he does respect him. He doesn't mind uh, speaking on Brian's behalf saying he's appalled that Pillman Jr. was his child. Uh, Christian then says Griff, Jer- Griff Garrison annoys him uh, with the picture he posted because he reminds him of a certain someone. I thought that was kind of good good play in the BTE there with the whole uh, Brody Lee Dark Order stuff two years ago with <laughs> who the – who the Griff Garrison. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Lucha Shorts went against went against Griff Garrison, dominate him. Ends up winning pretty easily. Uh, hits two choke slams before locking in the tarpon for a submission win. After the match, he headbutts Pillman Jr., puts him up on uh, one of the tables inside of the ring, and then he choke slams Griff on top of him once. Table doesn't break, so he does it again. Choke slams on top of him, and the table gives away. You know, at some point in time. With Pillman Jr., you either got to get rid of him or, or push him. Yep. I mean, I like the Varsity Blondes gimmick back in the day. It was good. Um, now we got uh, Christian making fun of his dad that's passed, just kind of like Jungle Boy's dad that's passed. And, and I, it kind of fits in the in the storyline right now. That's good. Mm-hmm. But the guy's got the look. He's got the ability in the ring. Um it's not good on the mic, though. Yeah, I was, I was, he's iffy on the mic. He's got to work on that. But you got to start giving him reps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let's let's get him through the match next week. Um, obviously, Christian and Luchasaurus are probably going to go over on that one. Yeah. Um, if they don't, man, I'd love to see a Christian, um, Christian Brian Pillman one. That'd be a, that'd be a match. It'd be fun for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see Christian in the ring more than on the mic. Agreed. Um, so, at, at some point in time, we got to do something with 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 Junior. Uh, so, I will say they kind of tried to give him a little push last year. If you remember at the um, Arthur Ashe event, Grand Slam, he went against MJF. Yeah, and then he then he had that match. And then he kind of faded away. Well, he had that match uh, with when Moxley saved him down in Cincinnati. Yep. Yeah, hometown type stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had his spots, and I think he could, like I said, his in-ring work is good. His look is good. You know, if he could talk on the mic like his dad could. That would be a game changer. Yeah, then you got, yeah, then, then you got somebody to, to really open your eyes. So, hopefully somebody in inside that company is, is you know, is working with him. Hopefully – um, the natural Dustin mm-hmm. working with him. Mm-hmm. I would I would think he's trying to uh, play the role like his father did in NXT and making sure these kids, young talent, uh, can talk on the mic and entertain people. That's what Dusty was so good at. Um, so hopefully Dustin is is doing that good. 
Um, or there's somebody in AEW really working with these young talent. And, and Pillman's still young. He's in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's got a long way to go yet. I did see that uh, Pillman's going to be on uh, – we talked about this a little bit last week. I saw it was added tonight to the Ric Flair's last match card. It's going to be Pillman and uh, Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson in their corner against um, – oh, crud. One of the uh, – Help me out here. The old tag team that's still active. Rock and Roll Express? Yes. One of one of those members, his son. Oh, their son. The Mortons. Yes, the Mortons, and then the other one's in their corner. Gotcha. So, yeah. yep. Which uh, the, the, Mortons, uh, the Mortons were on the GCW card down in Evansville. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was – it was good to see them again. So, yeah, I'd like to see the Mortons, uh, especially on that Ric Flair card, Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get, you know, obviously uh, uh, Brock and Arn involved. You know, Pillman Jr. is right there. Pillman Sr., I should say, was right there in the WCW yep. days with with uh, Flair and and everything. The Horsemen, yep. I mean that that's a card right now of a, of a true independent card right now that I think will get as many pay per view buys uh, as as some of the AEW ones and some of your lower WWE ones. It was a card, honestly, about a month ago. I was eh, not going to order it. I'm not too, you know, Ric Flair's legend. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't too entertained by uh, the idea of watching. But the more they add these matches, it's shaping up to be a really good card. Yeah, and there's really a, a lot of impact. I saw a lot of impact mm-hmm. down on there. Mm-hmm. So, but then we uh, cut backstage. JS backstage. Um, they say they don't like cages, and Daniel Garcia challenges Wheeler to the the pure title match at ROH, which was already announced last week. So I was kind of confused by his wording there, but uh, that should be a good match. Yeah, uh, that that'll be a great match on that card. I think both of those guys are really talented, really young. Uh, hopefully, they get enough time. Hopefully, they get twenty twenty five minutes on that show because mm-hmm. I think I think it'll take at least 20 minutes to, for those two to put on uh, a really good, really good match. Love the daddy magic's delivery. Dude, he's, he's amazing. He, he is maybe my favorite guy. And I don't know if it's the way he chews that damn bubble gum or what. Um, yeah, just, he's oh, cool. Hilarious. Cool hand and just so about the cage. It did. <laughs> and he just, the way he delivered, it was asking Shivani cages. How high is the cage? And, and half the time, that damn bubble gum is going to come out of his mouth. And then you love the switchblade comb. Yeah. You know. Calm down. just a comb. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those <laughs> guys, <laughs> they're, they're very they're, they're good. They, they are. are good. They are good. Uh, then backstage, we see uh, Hangman Adam Page in a tie-dye T-shirt, a, a headband. A weird look for Hangman, but uh, he's with Shivani backstage, and in the Dark Order, John Silver, Alex Reynolds appear, say they're pissed off, and they challenge the House of Black to a match. Random. Yeah, very random. Random. Like, all right. I don't. So, see, I don't see the House of Black putting these three over. No, I don't either. Even with Hangman in there, I know. I don't. Um, unless, unless they're going to start another little push with with Johnny Silver, but. I don't see it. And, you know, they had that nice little segment with, with um, Dark Order last week. And then BT's um, – did you watch BT this week? I did. 
So Hangman gives him that pumped up speech, but they're still leaving a lot left to be desired there with the Bucks and, and Hangman. So it's got me intrigued on BTE, but uh, we'll see if that crosses over to Dynamite sometime. If, if the, I feel like those those three talking about it this soon and being on BTE, eventually it's going to leak its way in and then we're going to see something at, mm-hmm. at uh, All Out. And really, I think they're just waiting for Kenny to come back to introduce the trios, get the Undisputed Elite elite stuff going. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things they can uh, – And I've noticed one thing, and, and you you probably just read as much as I do, there's not a thing on any dirt sheets about Kenny. No. I mean, the I mean, only thing I saw within the last couple of weeks was – he was quoted pretty much saying if he had another setback in rehab, he might be done. Yeah. yeah but I, sure. I didn't know if I, I, I didn't know which way to take that done with this rehab and say, screw it. I'm coming back. Not hundred percent or just done wrestling in general. I didn't know which way to take that. Yeah. That wouldn't, uh, you just, you don't, you never see anything, which is rare. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's good because Tony Khan saying I'm keeping this a surprise. Or the other thing is, this is bad because he's not getting any better. Right. I uh, yeah. I think it's definitely one way or the other. I'm hoping it's it's the it's the, the first one. Yeah. Because um, when he comes back and his music hits, I think the roof's gonna explode. Oh, as long as he's not with Don Callis. Agreed. Or if or if he is, he turns on him real quick or something. Yeah. Yeah. I and I think at this point, you keep him out this long. Does he have to come back as a face? I think he almost has to. Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter tonight said they even said this is not going to happen. But imagine they said last year, at all all out we get the double debut at the end with Cole and Danielson. He said, imagine this year we get double return Omega and Punk. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that would make the roof explode off the net. Well, we got Punk in Chicago, so right, right. It'll be interesting to see if he's ready to go by then or not. I don't know. I haven't read anything really about his recovery. Right, he he was supposedly had surgery too. Yeah, so uh, a lot a lot of guys that need to be coming back soon before that big show. So, like yeah, you get a you get a Punk, Omega, Moxley triple threat. Oh my god, that that that's maybe the biggest match they can do. Well, no, it could probably be a fatal four way if you throw Danielson in there. That's probably the biggest match. Yeah, they can yeah. Do. If yeah. if you just go pure star power, so. And- That'd get a lot of buys. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, we then got a match that actually was better than I thought it would be because Jake Hager was involved. It's Jake Hager versus Claudio, two uh, former allies in WWE on um, the We the People. Um, I'm Eb, not, where's Eb at? Yeah, yeah. I'm just not a big Hager fan. I'm, I'm not silent about that on, on this podcast. JR is, though. Goodness gracious, JR is putting his Oklahoma boy over tonight. Well, little Homer fan, little Homer. Sooner buddies, but I, I do like how they're bringing JR in for the second hour. Shivani shifts out. I do kind of like that. And now, did you notice Shivani and JR are on Rampage now? I did, I did notice that. I do like the uh, JR coming in. I like that they give him the uh, music on TV. Yeah. They know he's coming. Um, and Shivani, I, I like they're giving the first hour, but I love how Shivani's doing some promos, kind of like the Britt Baker one, which we'll get to tonight. Like, Shivani's kind of a little of a 
Little of a bitch. Sorry. Yes. No, he is. He no. Is. So, and I think he plays that character well. Yes, he um, does. And and his reaction's good to it. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, first hour. Then when the when the matches come, you know, your your final hour, you're you're trying to grab them ratings. You bring Jr. in. So, nah, I think it fits well. Well, they got their two best commentators there at all times now: Excalibur and Taz. Yeah. Yeah, Taz is – this is the best. And I, I watched Taz back in his TNA days, and, mm. and he was a little bit in the WWF days, I think. Um, I don't SmackDown. He was definitely SmackDown, WWE. Yeah, I don't know if it was WWF or WWE at the time, whatever. Mm. Um, and, and I thought he was just okay, but this is his best work by far. You can tell he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and Excalibur has grown on me. Yes, me too. Me too. He's, he's, he's the real deal. He's really good. So, um, yeah, those two good good stables to have interchange, and and how how lucky are you? You're Tony Khan. You can interchange legend for legend, Shivani and Ross. Yeah, I mean yeah. Ross maybe be one of the best all times up there with Gordon Soley. Mm-hmm. But in our days, when you and I actually were alive, Shivani's right up there. Oh, Sh- Ross and Shivani were the voices of my childhood. And and I'll throw I'll throw Jerry Lawler in there too. Yeah, but. Lawler was awesome in the Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He could be himself. Then. He's a nut job. Yeah. Um, and then I was I was always a huge guy of Joey Styles because Joey Styles could call a pay per view by himself. It, it, Joey, with his enthusiasm, it reminds me of Pat McAfee now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but a little different, it. but the, the energy yeah. level, the energy level. Yeah. Which that was that was smart by WWE giving Pat an extension. So that sucks. It does, but he does. Uh, he's good. I like Pat. He's good. Uh we saw Claudio get the win, uh hitting the Swiss Alps. But like I said, a better match than I thought it was gonna be. I really enjoyed him taking Hager for a swing. Claudio's so freaking strong. I noticed Hager sold that a little bit different than most guys. Most guys fold their hands behind their head. Yeah. He had his arms extended yep. to make it. I mean, he's a big dude. He is a big dude. Lengthy. And they, and they had the camera angle up on top of him. So it just made it look even better. So, yeah, Hager sold that really well. I will say something I do like when Hager's in a singles ma- match. I do like his entrance theme. I wish I wish that would get played more. I do, I do think he has good entrance music. That's he, about it. <laughs> he just has an awful face for wrestling. He just, I, I just not, just <laughs> never been a big, even when he's Jack Swagger, I just never been a big, big fan of his. So, but Claudio got the win as, as we all expect in his Dynamite singles debut. So he's 3 0 now. We then see a hook getting interviewed backstage. Uh, he's asked by DDP's daughter, I forget her name off the top of my head, uh, when he could be going for some championship. And he just kind of smirked. Walked away. I love it. Yep. I love it. It, it because it, it gives his um I wouldn't say cockiness, but his confidence. He yes. always has confidence when we see him on Rampage. Confidence and and he's got a mysterious factor to him too. Yeah, but he knows being who his father is, knows that he's gotta take some his licks, right? Oh yeah. So for them to ask this this early in his run. It would be um, – I feel like his dad would be let down if he would say, hey, I'm ready next week. 
or I'm ready in a month at the next pay-per-view or whatever. So I felt like this was perfect for Hook. He'd be a fun one to eventually take on Wardlow. Yeah. Yeah, again, I I just don't like – I don't, I hate those size. I know. And that's just me. I mean, that's just a personal thing, the, the, the big versus little. I mean, Hook's maybe, what, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, mm. Warload, 6'5", six, 6'6". Five, six, six. But if you build him up correctly and do the match correctly, it, it, it can work. Um, but I thought tonight it got they got 30 seconds, a little vignette. He smirked and walked away. It was perfect. And kind of getting him away from Dan Housen a little bit. For, for the time being, you can always get him back together. But yeah. I kind of like, you know, they had that fun um, Hook Housen team. Now maybe he's got to go back to a little singles run. That or, I mean, I would say put them together and make him a tag title run. But the tag title division is. Oh, well, we'll get to that. It's screwed. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, we then got um, Thunder Rosa. Backstage with Tony Storm talking about their uh, new tag team Thunderstorm and they're ready to face anybody. That leads Dr. Britt Baker making an appearance for the first time in a little while with Jamie Hayter at her side. Britt says they're back and they know the carnage that Thunderstorm can can create, but Jamie says they're well-versed in it. This leads to a sandbag appearing with uh, Britt telling Shivani he can carry it for a month. Didn't really understand that part. but well, I, I feel like Britt is going to call themselves the natural disasters against the thunderstorm. Thunderstorm. Um, sure. Great. Um, they showed a little vignette before that. Thunderosa lost over in Japan. Yes. Um, I can't pronounce the lady's name, um, but she's coming back to the states to have a AEW title match. Mm-hmm. Um, they they kind of made it as a as a title eliminator over there in Japan, and they showed the rolled up uh, that Thunder lost, and and she she played it off pretty good. Like, hey, look, it sucks, I lost, but she's coming back over here. I'm going to get a fight with her, so um, that could be a good. I I just don't I don't like Thunder on the mic. I really don't, especially especially when you put her up against Britt. Britt is just so far right. above her. Right. Um, in ring, yeah, Thunder's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, on the mic, it, it was just, I cringed a little bit during that little segment and then Britt saved it. No, so. you're right. Britt, Britt definitely took some bite out of thunder tonight, but uh, that's what happens sometimes. I mean, that's, and you kind of hit the nail on the head. That's kind of how I felt during thunder's whole title ring so far. Her in-ring work's been amazing, but her everything outside the ring, anytime she's on the mic, just hasn't, hasn't hit for me. Hasn't right. landed. Um, so I picked Tony Storm to win. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know what they do with the women's title. I don't know. I mean, do you give it back to Britt eventually? Well, it almost feels like they're building up a tag, a tag division right now. Well, I see a lot of people on Twitter wanting women's tags. So, but, um, yeah, right now there's no like I would say the clear competitor was Tony Storm, but obviously if you're going to pair those two together, I mean the only person you got to Britt. Mm-hmm. She's already had her title run, and she did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see anybody coming out of the woodwork just yet. Um, at one point, I really liked Athena because um, she's just so darn athletic. But we haven't seen her in a little bit, so nope. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a confusing yeah. division. A lot of talent. I mean, it's it's getting better talent wise, but still just confusing direction wise. But speaking of that, uh, good match tonight between Serena Deeb and Anna Jay. Both these girls can go. Both these yeah. ladies, I should say, can go. Um, I honestly thought Anna Jay was going to pull it off at one time when she got uh, Serena and the uh, Queen Slayer. But Deeb got out of it and got the Trinity lock in for the win. So, yeah, Anna Jay's hometown. Obviously, her parents were sitting there front row. Um, and I thought she looked really, really good in the ring. Um, Deeb is. She's the professor for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. She's, 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 she's good. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a very, very entertaining, entertaining women's match. And it, it was better than a couple of the of the men's matches tonight. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was, it was a perfect lead into the main event. It really was. Before uh, the show started, when I saw the card for tonight, I saw this. In what I wanted to happen was after the match, it didn't. I wanted Christian to come out and and take out Anna J. Because that's who. If if they're gonna break kayfabe a little bit, that she dates Jungle Boy. That's right. I so, I didn't think about that. In 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 her in being her hometown, her parents there. I mean, they really could have got even more heat on Christian. So okay, I don't know, but it was just something I was kind of hoping for, but I wasn't really expecting it. So, but we did see. Uh, oh, we got a few things, I guess, to give to before that post-match that Deeb wouldn't let go until Mercini Martinez appeared for the save. Those two are going to face next weekend. Um, the ROH pay-per-view Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. That should be a really good match. Really good. They were past tag partners. Uh, just recently. Just recently be- before. And um, yep. I think, I think it'll be a good match though. Those are two of the top uh, women performers. Right now in the division, yeah. So maybe the maybe the winner of that would have a little feud with with Thunder Rosa. Uh, Martinez and Thunder could really put on a good good match in the ring too. And and we've seen that too. Yeah, we've seen that. I think two times. I know at least once because Mercedes made her debut by attacking um, Thunder Rosa. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Cause it, it wasn't in one of those tournaments, and she cost her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we then see uh, Jay Cargo backstage, and Stokely Hathaway is talking about the interim baddie situation, and he's telling them to trust him because uh, Kira Hogan and Jay don't want to don't want to listen to him. So what what do you think about this whole Stokely Hathaway baddie situation? I know Red Velvet's on the shelf right now with an injury. But I think I said this a couple weeks ago. I don't like Stokely. I, I'd rather have uh, Sterling back. I think Stokely sucks on the mic. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think he's pretty good, but I, I, I think Mark Sterling's good too. So I think Sterling's off. I'm thoroughly entertained by Mark Sterling. So um, that that maybe maybe it's just I know Mark Sterling on the on the Indies actually performs like actually right. brings and, and works. Um, maybe gives him a little leg up, but yeah. The and then you even see on you even see Jade on Twitter like 
she buries Stokely all the time on Twitter. Oh, yeah, she does. It's hilarious. She buries everybody. Yeah, but, but um, it's like, wait a minute, he was—he's supposed to be your 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 voice, and mm-hmm. but whatever. Yeah, the, the the Jade thing. I'm I'm ready for Jade to take the next step. Next step, drop this title and maybe maybe go after Thunder. I don't know. Jade's getting better in the in the ring, but can she work with the likes of Britt? Tony, Thunder, Martinez, mm-hmm. Deeb, eh, maybe right. below. Yeah, that Jake Cargill, Britt Baker match is still their money match in the women's division once they eventually get to it. Yeah. Don't know how we get there. Don't know when it's going to happen, but down the road, that's their money match. We then uh, got to the main event tonight, AW Tag Team Championship match, the Young Bucks. The champions, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Swerve in our glory, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. This match was awesome in the ring. A lot of great spots, a lot of close finishes. Um, I was I was nervous when they rang the bell and I looked at the clock and going, they're only getting like 14 minutes. And I'm like, man, a triple threat for 14 minutes, this is going to – this is going to struggle. And then the last, I think I looked seven or eight minutes was just nuts. Yeah, there was, I mean, it was one of those, you couldn't blink. You're going to miss something. Yeah. Um, And it it turned out 400 times better than I thought it was going to. Absolutely. Um, I think my favorite spot of the match though, was when Paros Hobbs just went on a spine buster train and, uh, Spine buster, I don't even remember who he spine buster. It might be I think it was Keith Lee first. Yeah. And then he just starts spine buttering guys on top of Keith Lee. One after the, another. The frog splash by him. That was what 75% across the ring. Yeah. And then the Swanton by Keith Lee over the Always top. Impressive. I mean, come on. I don't know which one's more impressive. And some of the stuff Swerve does. I mean, jumping off Keith Lee's chest. And doing flips and stuff. That guy's smooth. Yeah. The Bucks are the Bucks. You know what you got to get with them. And then even Ricky Starks, I love when he hits a spear. He hits spears clean. There was a lot of good spears that he hit. Or even that cutter he hit off the top. That was good. That was good. Um, And I told myself, with all those, the last five minutes are on, Bucks ain't losing. The Bucks ain't losing. No, I can I, I the whole time I'm like okay they're gonna they're gonna finish this up they're they're not they're not gonna have to do the work somebody else got to do the work they're gonna clean it up for the win we're gonna get them and FTR the main event all out for all the freaking titles in the world and uh, we got surprised at the end by uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee getting the win as Stark was Ricky Starks was looking for a spear but he got tackled away Keith Lee then dove to the outside Swerve connected with the stomp. To win the titles. I blame this on the Hardys. <laughs> and the reason I do is because the Hardys were supposed to supposedly uh, get a little bit of a title run here this summer. And they threw a curveball at us. So I liked I like when the Bucks won the titles going, okay, we got two months and then we gotta have Bucks FTR for four belts. And maybe we'll still get that. Yeah, I. But I don't. I don't. It just shocks me how quick 
the Bucks title reign was. Was it two weeks? Three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Because they won weeks. the ladder match. Yeah. Over um, Jurassic Express. So three weeks ago. Three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I don't see Swerve and Keith challenging for four belts. I don't see them holding the titles very long. Because they still, even they tonight, still they teased, a little, they a little independence. The, the friction. So maybe that's how FTR gets the titles. Maybe they get them off these guys pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we get an FTR versus them where FTR holds all four belts, I, I, I feel like that's we're going to get FTR holding all four belts at some point this year. And, and I think we will get – we're going to get the rubber match between the Bucks and FTR. That's money on the table, waste, just laying on the table wasted if they don't do that. Yeah. But it might not be as quick as we all thought. I mean, if we if we play it out right, can we get can we get the Bucks, FTR, FTR going over at some point getting the AEW belts? Can we get the Bucks, FTR, the Tokyo Dome this winter for all four belts? If we can get Triple A to, to play along, yeah, that's that's the, that's, that's, a, the, big that's the big one. Yeah. That's the big one. But I mean, Tokyo Dome. I think that's in what is that in December or January? January, I, I believe. Russell King first first couple weeks of January, yeah. first week of January. I mean, can you imagine? Oh man, seventy thousand people in the Tokyo Dome, and those four going after four different titles. I'd, I'd, I'd wake up at 3 a.m. to watch that. I would, too. I would, too. I've never watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom Live, but that would be one I'd have to work my uh, work schedule around. The- well, they do They do, uh, They do. do it two nights now. Mm-hmm. So I would think if you would somehow get them to do that match, that would be a headliner at one night. Yeah. I, I still was really hoping that was the – the Bucks FTR for all the gold was going to be a headliner at all out because I want to see a tag team t- tag team match eventually do it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. We're we're less than two months away from all out, and I couldn't even begin to guess what a match on that card is going to look like. I got nothing. <laughs> we we do we do know now it's going to be at Now Arena, which surprised me. I. I don't know why it surprised me. I mean, I kind of figured it was going to be Chicago the whole time. I just thought maybe they're holding out for a bigger venue. I don't know what that would have been. Wrigley Field, maybe, but well, you could you could like they're doing uh, Dynamite and Rampage right live, right. and then obviously leading into Sunday. So you could you could you could do those Dynamite and Rampage in the Now Arena, and then move mm-hmm. move them to Wrigley. Mm-hmm. But hey, yeah. I, I think I texted you this earlier. That venue, you know, it's going to be packed. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a sellout, and right. I feel like you know it's going to be a hot crowd. Yeah. Which hot crowd just overflows into you know your your pay per view buyers right and and can make it even better so yep and and I bet you the camera angles aren't going to show how small of the arena it is like tonight tonight was a fairly small arena but you couldn't tell right right they do um, a good job of yeah, the, way the, the upper deck I know it's a couple of the of the camera angle the upper deck was was fairly small yeah. Yeah. Uh, fairly shallow I should say. Um, it was packed. There's people up there, but um, the you know they're smart enough with their camera angles. They'll make the place look bigger than what it is. Right, and, and you know AEW does run Chicago probably more than they should, but that's their home away from home, and they know they're going to sell out every show they do there. So 
Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's guaranteed money to them. Yep. So uh, overall uh, rating of the show and then wrestler of the night. Uh, tonight was going to be in the sixes until the main event. So I was going, right there with you. I'm going seven, two. Okay. Um, wrestler of the night. Uh, whew. Man, I almost want to go, even though he lost, and I can't pronounce it right. Takashka. Takashka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was. I mean, I almost, I almost was going with Keith Lee or Swerve, but I'm going back to him. I just thought that was a great match, and we should have not got that on free TV. No, they need to make sure if they can, because I, I think he's over here. I don't know if he's only over here for a a period of time or what, but if not, they need to get him signed to a contract. Yeah. yeah he's I, been, he's, he's been on money a, since he's come over. He's on a, a little little work visa action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. And he likes Cinnabon. I see that on Twitter all the time. Cinnabon. Healthy for people in Japan to have that because they sure. eat healthier than we do. Oh, yeah, that's that's not hard to do. Let's be honest. Uh, but you, our, our minds are kind of the same. I was kind of, I was leading in the high sixes until the main event and that pushed me up to the sevens. You went seven, two, I'll go seven, four. Um, and I was thinking Takeshka as my wrestler tonight, but I'm not going to agree with you. So since you didn't take either one of the tag new check tech champs, I will, I'll take Keith Lee just because I love the, uh, the outside of the ring, um, flip over the ropes. I know he's been going with, through some personal stuff with his family. I saw some tweets today that Tony Khan had to come out and say that's what Keith Lee's dealing with. And and just good for Keith to finally get gold again. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. And it's there's been a lot of uh, uh, negative stuff on social media about how, you know, he leaves uh, WWE or NXT and, and just gets buried on AEW, just, just buried in the crowd. But... Yeah, yeah, good for him. He is a hell of an athlete for yeah. his size. Um, I was going to say earlier in the night, the pound-for-pound pound strongest dude in wrestling is Claudio. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee can't be – I mean, I know he's bigger, but he can't be much more. Uh, he's strong, dude. He is – I mean, he, he, can't, he doesn't have the jacked rip muscles, but he's just so thick and just, just – naturally strong and to do a swanton over the top yeah um you know part of me also wanted to go with hobbs i mean hobbs really impressed me tonight um uh, i wish they could just break all team taz up i think they all have enough star power or star ability hook ricky and powerhouse i think they can all go their separate ways but they're waiting for something there yeah yeah no overall good show mm-hmm. um can't wait till next week. Yeah. Uh, Rampage is going to be good Friday. Next week's got to be good. Um, just keep stacking the cards up. I mean, obviously, we're going to get an, an ROH uh, title match. Yeah. Between between now and, and next Wednesday night. Yeah. Gresham and Lee Moriarty are going for the title Friday night. Yeah. Which is going to so be good. We'll get, we'll get something for uh, the, the 23rd of July. Yep. That's, uh, that's next Saturday. That's, uh, Coming up fast. Paul better be ready to put the title on the line. Dad, Paul's too busy out there at the 4-H fair right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. 
we'll leave it at that. We won't we won't give them any more of a hard time. No, we'll we'll we'll, keep, we'll, we'll take it easy on them this week. We won't pick on Paul. No, not this week. It's fun to do though. That's <laughs> any any other final thoughts? Nah, you know, overall good show. A lot of good storylines leaning up uh, to uh, ROH uh, uh, death before dishonor. So mm-hmm. I'm going to look for that. And then after that, you know, it's it's full throttle to the next pay-per-view there and, and all out. So a lot of you're going to you should have a really exciting next six weeks. Yeah, because I think I mean, we have, of course, this week left the Firefest. Next week, Firefest. Then we have a Battle of the Belts in Grand Rapids next month in August. Then all out. Then after all out, you have Arthur Ashe a few weeks later, Grand Slam, another stadium show. Yeah. So, so pretty, pretty stacked next yeah. couple months. So should be exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, some of the guys. You know, hopefully the Adam Cole gets back, Punk gets back, Danielson gets back. Kenny might be a long shot, but it'd be. Really awesome if you could get back. Even Buddy Matthews. I mean, they're, they're, uh, Red Velvet for the women. Just a lot of people. Hopefully, they start getting back because because um, In- injury bug sucks. Yeah, and it, it hit them at a horrible time. Yeah, it's an absolutely horrible time. So, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's a fun time to be a pro wrestling fan. A fun time to be a fan of all elite wrestling. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Kicking Out Pod. Of course, like I said, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow Shep on Twitter and Instagram at TheShep27. You can follow me if you'd like at TannerLee92. And Paul's at PaulZartman921. Tanner Lee, for Austin Shepard, have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next week. Paul, we don't know. We'll see. (laughs) All right.